All right, well, this morning, uh, being the very first Sunday, I felt to bring a word uh, called launch. Um, I don't know if we have that image, Chris, ready? Don't have that one? All right. <coughs> um, so we, when it comes to uh, launch um, for today, I wanted to talk about that I believe that God wants to uh, us to start the year with a revelation that He many times calls us to launch by faith to transition from where we are and to go into something new. And I wanted to start with the word launch, and the word launch means to set in motion. Can everyone say, to set in motion? I'm going to get you to say that again, to set in motion. I'm going to get you to say it louder, to set in motion. I'm going to get you to say it loud again, to set in motion. Okay, we've got still about 30% of the people participating. I'm going to get 100% of the people now to participate, to set in motion. All right, to set in motion. Uh, another word is to thrust, is to thrust suddenly uh, and to launch into a direction. A lunge is another word. A lunge is a movement where our body thrusts forward and it may cause us to be unbalanced and it may actually be uncomfortable, but it's to launch, to move and to set in motion. And I wanted to start this morning with that definition and then leverage off an analogy uh, there's kind of two main things I want to talk about in terms of analogy this morning. One's a rocket analogy, when we see that rockets launch from earth and they launch into space. And another analogy is directly from the Bible, where Jesus, well, it's not actually an analogy, it's a true story, but it's a great uh, example of Jesus encouraging the disciples to launch out into the deep, to take uh, their boat and to go out into deeper waters in order to position themselves for a breakthrough that they had been discouraged about. So I want to first start with the rocket analogy. Um, I did a little bit of research, as I like to do when we look at uh, preparing for sermons, and um, to enable a rocket to actually lift off from a launch pad in Cape Canaveral or wherever it may be launching from on Earth, the action or the thrust from the engine must be greater than the mass of the rocket. Let me say that again. The action or the thrust from the engine must be greater than the mass of the rocket. In space, however, every tiny thrust will cause the rocket to change direction. So the reason for that is because when it's in space, there's no gravity. There's far less resistance in space. And so when the rocket just does a little thrust here, or a little thrust there, it actually has a much stronger effect. But on Earth, because of the weight against the rocket being gravity and the weight of the rocket itself, and it's in a... Um, in a position where it's not moving, in order to get that rocket to launch uh, forward and to, to launch up and to get from where it is to where it has to go, the actual level or the amount of the thrust has to be greater than the weight itself. And I felt the Lord this morning said to me to encourage everyone that as we start this new year, that there's, there's actually a spiritual principle in place here that if we put it in place in our lives, it will help us to move forward into this year and to actually leap forward and to position ourselves for what God has for us. And I felt the Lord wanted us to know that when it comes to the engine of a rocket, well, it has to be filled with fuel. Uh, and so that fuel represents that fuel represents uh, our faith. It represents God in our life. We know that even... Uh, a book that Dr. Bill Hammond has written talking about all the reasons to pray in tongues. When we actually pray in tongues, the Bible says the dunamis power of God gets activated. So there's actually a, a, a power of God, a fuel of God. And we know that faith is a force. Faith itself is a force. And so when you look at this analogy, a rocket has to first be filled with fuel. Before it even tries to take off and create thrust, it has to be filled with fuel. And so I know that God is saying in this new year, it's important for us to be filled afresh with faith, to be filled afresh with the force of God, with the supernatural anointing of God, so that when we step out by faith, when we thrust forward, because faith without works is dead, a rocket full of fuel without thrust, without the engine actually ticking over and actually creating gas, which then actually launches the rocket forward. Faith without works is dead. We need to first get full of faith and then we need to step out so that we can launch. And so I hear the Lord saying that there's going to be these two key things in January that He's going to ask us to do. And the, the interesting thing is, is that what I'm talking about today 
even though I'm using the analogy of a rocket, isn't rocket science, okay? Uh, it's probably something that you may have done before to kickstart a year. But the interesting thing is sometimes the principles that we have to do to launch into a new season are similar of previous years, but God's always doing a new thing. So what we're going to be actually thrusting into or launching into will be a new thing that God's doing. it. But the key fuel and the key thing of stepping out is still the same biblical principles every year that we should be using. So what I love about a brand new year is that I think sometimes, a lot of times, it's easier for us mentally in our mindset to actually partner with the Lord and say, okay, the old things have passed away, 2015 is finished, any of my frustrations, I can just mindset-wise cut that off, and now I'm going to seek you, God. I'm not going to allow the heaviness or the weight of disappointment or setbacks to hinder me from actually stepping in. I think sometimes what's exciting about a new year is naturally there's something on the inside with fresh desire to seek the Lord. And so this morning, I want to encourage us that God is calling us to launch. And so when it comes to fuel, fuel is all about our faith. And it's the engine that's required to then create the thrust. And the thrust is the action to actually step out and to believe the Lord is going to do some things to propel us upwards beyond the weight of last season. Can I get everyone to say beyond the weight of last season? And that's what I hear the Lord saying, that uh, it's important for us to now move beyond the weight of last season. There's, we talked about some victories. We just prayed about it during the communion, victories of last year. But there would have been some, uh, you know, you hear that saying, the worries of the world and how worries and frustrations can be heavy. And so I hear the Lord saying that we're shaking those things off and we are uh, being able to thrust forward because if we have a good deposit of fresh faith, fresh supernatural fuel, and then we step out by that faith, we thrust forward, we move forward, we launch out, then the, uh, the amount of thrust required needs to be greater than the weight or the frustrations from the previous season. In order for that thrust to be greater, we need to first fuel up with the things of God. And so that's why we're going to seek the Lord. That's why we're going to actually fast. That's why we're going to have a prayer meeting. That's why we're going to get in and position ourselves spiritually to be full of the fuel. So when we step out and launch into the things that the Lord has for us, it will have a greater momentum and will be able to break out of anything that may have hindered us last year, which aligns to Prophet Julie's word that she had last week, where she said, our setbacks actually become God's setup. And I believe that uh, the Lord is setting us up to launch into new things this year. Can I get everyone to say amen to that? And so when we also uh, move from the rocket analogy and we look at this story in Luke, uh, it talks about Jesus encouraging the disciples to launch out into the deep, which is cool. I love how the Holy Spirit works because Chris got this great vision of launching this morning. And in Luke chapter 4, if you've got your Bibles, I want to encourage you to turn there or if you've got your Bibles, your Bible apps on your smartphone, whatever you're into, let's go to the book of Luke chapter 5, verse 4 this morning. And Jesus stops preaching to the crowd and addresses Peter. He says, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Jesus has, in this moment, he's got ulterior motives. There's more to it than him just giving that instruction. And we, we learn that in a, little, in a little bit. But the command is for Peter to literally cast his nets to try to make a little literal catch of fish. Immediately, though, Peter is exposed to something far greater than anything earthly or material. Notice how in this account it illustrates the call of Scripture in which Christ tells us, like Peter, to launch out into the deep in faith and to do great things for him. So, yes, we know that in that moment, Jesus wanted to show them that if you have faith, but you have to activate it. So watch this. By Jesus actually saying, I want you now to change boats. They had to change boats. And take this boat, I want you to launch out into the deep. Now, they could have had faith. They could have sat there and said, yeah, that's great. Yeah, we're into that. We believe. But to activate that faith is another thing, to step out and to actually activate it. Because again, in James chapter 2, verse 17, you don't have to turn there because we want to stay on Luke for a minute. But in James chapter 2, verses, verse 17, so also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. And so the fuel and the thrust, going back to the rocket analogy, is also activated here in the story of of Jesus speaking to the disciples. 
faith and then activating, stepping out in obedience to that. So let's have a look at this analogy here, launching out into the deep, even if, or even if, or despite great effort you have failed in the past. In this story, they had already been fishing. The story tells that they'd been fishing and fishing and fishing and fishing and fishing and hadn't caught anything. This is a great example where even though they are obviously sitting there in a moment where it's completely plain to them that they have failed, that it wasn't fruitful. Jesus still said, now go out and launch. And so this year, I want to encourage you that as you seek the Lord, there may be times where the Lord will say, you know what? It didn't happen last year, but I want you to continue to step out on that because I'm going to show you some breakthrough in it this year. So the Lord's saying, even if you've experienced failure last year, at times when you lean into him and he speaks to you, he's going to give you some guidance about continuing on with the thing that you're believing for. So launching out into the deep, even if despite great effort you have failed in the past, sometimes it's about understanding that the Lord will ask us to continue to persevere, continue to persist with something. And that's clear in Luke chapter 5, verse 5. Simon explained that he and his associates had struck out overnight. And Jesus was telling him not to worry about the past. He tells us the same thing today. If you failed in trying to do right or you have something uh, that hasn't succeeded, don't give up hope. Launch out again. Can I tell you? that this is something that's important for you to grasp this morning, that there will be times where even as you're seeking the Lord, there's been something that you've been trying in 2015 and you felt despondent and maybe you're thinking it's a completely new slate and you need to try something 100% different. But again, our great Jesus, our great shepherd, he will guide you, he will instruct you. So everyone here, can I encourage you, you all have the ability to hear from the Lord. The Lord wants to speak to you personally. We are a prophetic generation. It's a time right now to lean in and ask the Lord. Don't just throw away a dream. Don't just throw away an idea. Don't just throw away a goal. Don't just throw away something just because it didn't break through by midnight, 31st December, 2015. The Lord will instruct you whether you should park something to the side, let something go, cut something off, or hang on to it and continue to believe the Lord will give you that instruction. Can I tell you when the Lord gives you that instruction, not if man gives you that instruction, but the Lord gives you the instruction, the confidence of that revelation sitting on the inside of you gives you the faith of fuel to get out and launch again. I know I've experienced this before. There's been a new year where I've said, God, I don't want to try that thing again. I'm over believing it and trying and and hoping for that thing again. But when I've spent personal time with the Lord, because I can trust the Lord, I can trust the instruction of the Lord, I can can trust the guidance of my shepherd. And when on on the deep, on the inside, he said, you know what, Brad, I know it's frustrated you, but you know what? This year, I'm encouraging you. Continue to pray, continue to believe, because I want you to keep going in that thing, because I'm going to break through. There'll be some things that you were trying last year, the Lord will give you that instruction to not let go of it, not give up on it, but to keep trying, keep going, keep persevering. Also, we learn from this story, launch out into the deep at the prompting of God's word. So we learn not only that sometimes the Lord will encourage us to keep doing something that maybe we've failed in before, but to launch out into the deep at the prompting of God's word. In Luke 5, 5, Simon was willing what a great character trait. He tells Jesus, nevertheless, even though I've, I've been fishing all night, even though, and that whole day, the day before, I've been fishing up until late at night, that day represents a season. It's, the, it's a new day. And Jesus says, I want you to go out again, go out into deeper waters and drop your nets. And this is the response of Simon. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net, Simon says. I value and respect your word enough to try again where I failed in the past. That's what Simon's saying. Let me read that again. Simon's really saying in this, in this scripture where he says, Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. He's saying this, I value and respect your word, Jesus, enough to try again where I failed in the past. But what's interesting is, is that what we've got to be mindful of is there's also some things when we lean our ear to the Lord and we seek his face in preparation to fuel ourselves up and to launch into this new season, there are some things where the Lord's going to say, you know what, you need to cut that off. You need to let it go, let it go. Don't hold me back anymore. 
There are going to be some things. And so what's interesting is, is that if we, in this season, put the right biblical principles in place on how to launch, we've got to fuel up by spending good quality time with the Lord. Because can I say this to you? If you go into this year, even as you walk into and walk through January, and you're trying to start your year on the dregs of the fuel of 2015, the problem sometimes that can arise from that is that you're going to lean on your own understanding. And if you lean on your own understanding and what you saw with your own fleshly eyes that happened last year or that didn't happen last year, you may fall into the trap of making a decision based on your own strength and your own understanding. You may, in fact, make the mistake of actually continuing to do something that the Lord wants you to cut off and giving up on something that the Lord wants you to continue to persevere with. And so that's what is so great about God. When you have a fresh revelation that God is for you, that He loves you, that He's your ultimate Father in heaven, that He wants to guide you, that He wants to protect you, that should inspire you to get close to Him, to seek Him, to knock on that door so it opens unto you and say, God, I want you to speak to me. Speak to me, Lord. Fill me with faith. But Lord, I want to lean in. I want my ear to be open. I want my heart to be open. I want my mind to be open. Ultimate shepherd from heaven. Give me guidance. Give me instruction. What is it that you have for me? What do you want me to continue doing that I was doing last year? But I need you to help me, God, because I'm discouraged and I'm disappointed. Lord, prompt me. Prompt me through your word. Prompt me through hanging out with you. That will also, and as I speak, as you speak to me, Lord, and that Rima word comes, Lord, it will be confirmed by the Logos word in the Bible. Lord, speak to me about the things that I should continue doing and the things that I should cut off. Can I tell you, when the Lord instructs you, you actually have a revelation in your heart that gives you confidence. And therefore, with that faith, with that fuel, and part of that fuel is the revelation from the word of God and the revelation from the prophetic atmosphere of hanging out with the Holy Spirit in a private time of worship and prayer and when you've been praying in tongues, that revelation is some of the great fresh fuel that the Lord wants to inject into you and I to start off this year so that when we actually step out to do the thing that the Lord says to continue with doing and to step out to do the thing that the Lord says, hey, I want you to start this new thing and to actually stop and sever the thing that the Lord says, stop investing in that thing. Then God says, as you thrust forward and you activate your faith, it's going to be fruitful. And so the rocket's going to be able to go and launch and break out of the place where you are right now to enter a new atmosphere or a new place, a new season, a new territory, says the Lord. Who here wants to be stuck? Good, no hands were raised. Who here wants to transition into everything that God has for them? You know, don't be mistaken, church. The God that we worship is also a God of transition. He's a God seasonally. He's a God generationally. If you look at all the main Bible stories, it was about transitioning the people, uh, sometimes spiritually from one place to another, sometimes geographically from one place to another, sometimes uh, f- where an old leader had died and transitioning unto the, to the anointing and the leadership of a, of a new leader. It was always about transition. And so God is into this. Okay? For example, what I don't want you to think is, you know, that God's kind of, you know, He's just hanging out, watching us, and we get get all excited because it's a new year, and we kind of, you know, decide to get all hyped up ourselves about it being a new year, so we get all excited and go, oh, there's going to be a new season, and God, you know, we'd like you to talk to us about stuff, and so uh, what doesn't happen is God doesn't, you know, in his armchair, having a, they're a bit, they're a bit excited, I suppose I better, I better say something to them. God's more excited about you seeking Him than you are about seeking Him. Have you thought about that? Think about that for a second. It's a powerful thing to meditate on. When you get a revelation that the Lord is actually, and always will be, more excited to actually whisper instruction and and blueprints into your heart about what He wants you to walk into, then that should excite you because He's more excited than you will ever be. Let's, let's be honest here. God's going to have more faith in himself than we're going to have in him, right? We've always got to keep working on our faith in God, right? Because we're mortal. And sometimes we're led by the things that we see. But God knows that he's faithful. God knows his ultimate plan is to bless you, is to position you, is to help you to succeed, is to help to prosper you, to make you fruitful. 
The challenge for us is just to align to those principles, to get into alignment. Can I hear an amen to that? So the prompting of God's word, lean in. Can I say be hungry? You know, during the prayer meeting, um, I, I'm going to encourage us to actually have an opportunity where we, we're going to have, um, uh, like I've got a picture of some whiteboards, but we're going to have an opportunity for people to actually put some things that they, they're, they're seeing and they're believing and they want us to pray for during this prayer meeting on whiteboards during this SEEK program. So, you know, understand that the Lord wants to speak to us, but corporately we're going to believe, we're going to get in, we're going to hear from the Lord. Launch out into the deep and involve others with you. Luke 5, verse 7. Of course, with the Lord's help, Simon becomes a success. In fact, the disciple knew immediately that he was not big enough to tackle his, this, his opportunities alone. So he got his partners involved. So when the Lord instructed him to go out, he got some of the other fishermen to go out with him. Some of the other disciples to get in the boat and to go out with him because he needed assistance. And that in itself was a sign of faith. Watch this is that what we're saying here is it's not just about you, but it's also about as you fellowship with people and in this season, as you're encouraging people and you're uh, praying for people and helping them to launch into what they're launching into, it helps to actually breed an an atmosphere of faith. Can I say when you're encouraging other people and you're praying for them and they're encouraging you and they're praying for you, it's going to be a great catalyst to help us to launch. He got his partners involved. In the Lord's church today, each of us as Christians are partners and associates together with Christ. So launching out into the deep requires involving as many people as possible. And particularly when we're going to talk about in this new year, in a a couple of weeks, it's probably going to be the last Sunday of January. We're going to have Vision Sunday. We're going to talk about some exciting projects, some new things that we're wanting to do. And uh, that's going to require faith. That's going to require us to pray into it. That's going to require us to get involved. That's going to require us to have teams and to partner together. And so launching out into the deep also involves others with you. Launching out into the deep is cool because an astonishing thing can happen. In Luke chapter 5, verses 9 to 11, first, the catch of fish, fish is astonishing to him. But then Jesus commissioning them is also astonishing. It's a miracle as well. And so from their act of obedience, they got appointed and anointed and positioned for a calling. Can I say this to you, that sometimes uh, as we uh, step out and we obey the Lord, it's actually a test because the Lord wants to see, are we faithful first with actually wanting to position ourselves to hear instruction and then actually getting the instruction And then being faithful with it and walking out the instruction, which is that word that we all love to hear about, obedience. Isn't that our favorite word that we love? Don't we just love talking about how important it is to be obedient to the Lord? Come on now. You know why we don't like hearing that word? Because uh, we don't have to teach our children to disobey. We actually have to teach them how to obey. It's our, our natural sinful nature. And so we know there's something within us that actually works against the very thing where we know we're called to obey. And so sometimes we, we don't like hearing this word in church that obedience to the Lord is important. And, you know, of course, at times we've all fallen, fallen short. But what's important in launching into a new season is that God may not give you the entire plan. God may not give you the entire blueprint. As you seek him, he may give you a portion of it, a part of it, a percentage of it. And he's wanting to see, hey, how hungry are we to actually get instruction? And then once we get the instruction, how faithful are we to actually activate and launch to step into that, to start actually showing the Lord that we're, we mean business, we're really actually wanting to walk it out and start to do something about it. Can I say that when we do that, when we start to step out, when we don't just you know, get full of faith and just sit there like a rocket and don't actually thrust forward and step out and launch, but when we walk in obedience and we're prompted by the Word of God, then something gets released. When it's actually stepping out in something, then the Lord will see that we're faithful and he releases a commissioning for the season he releases an anointing he positions us the same was true with the disciples they first were given an instruction to get into the boat and to launch out into the deep then to throw their nets over 
then to pull their nets up. And then we know that there was just a massive amounts of fish, which we know in itself was a miracle. But because they had that happen, because they obeyed the instruction of the Lord, because they first listened to what the instruction was, because they activated and stepped out and actioned it, and then because they got a breakthrough from that, the Lord then saw them that they were ready to receive a commissioning and a calling. And they said, now follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Come on now, watch this. Because of that act of obedience, Jesus now saw that they were faithful with the little and now he could entrust with them more. So he now entrusted with them a calling to be influencers for the kingdom of God. Come on now. Sometimes people don't want, you know, wonder why they may have something, but then it gets taken away from them. Usually, I mean, we've all probably experienced that before. I know there's, you know, <clears throat> been times my first years out of uni when I wasn't 100% faithful with something at work. And I was believing for a door to open and the door closed. I mean, I had to learn the hard way. But when you get into the book of Proverbs... And you get down on your hands and knees and you humble yourself before them. And say, Lord, instruct me, teach me what happened there. And when the Lord, because he loves you so much, puts his hand in your heart with his word and says, abide by this principle. Doesn't mean allow the principle to become a slave around your neck and just be condemned by it. But abide by this principle. Use it as an ability to take stock of your world, to readjust and to adjust and to be corrected times. Be faithful with the little. And I will give you much, said the Lord in that season of my life. Can I tell you that that humbling moment was so important for me? Because then, when I did seek the Lord and I wanted to hear from, from God, I made sure that what he, what he told me, I didn't kind of just, you know, I made sure that, okay, let's step out, let's, let's do this, let's make sure this happens. And locking things in. Can I say this to you? It should be an encouragement to you that when you read these principles about being faithful with the little, that God is faithful. So when he gives you a principle, if you're faithful with the little, not that you have to be perfect in doing something, but when you actually do everything you can in your natural strength and you ask the Lord to fill the gap where you can't be perfect, but you, you, you do well and you have a spirit of excellence and you step out with something and you do what you need to do and partnership with the Lord, can I say that the Lord will be proud of you? He'll look upon you and he'll say, you know what, well done. Good and faithful servant, now I can give you more. Can I say that this is a principle for this year that will help you to launch well? Come on now. Let's go back to the rocket. We look at back in 1985, I think it was 1985, the Challenger explosion. I remember I was around six or seven and our school, it wasn't live because it was in the US, but our school they, in our class, we were so excited and we were so excited. So the next day they said they were going to show it. I mean, we, wanted to, we saw um, what happened on the news anyway. But the whole plan was the next day that they were going to show because there was a school teacher as one of the astronauts. You guys remember this? Some of the Gen Y kids may not. You can go home and Google it, Gen Y. Um, but 1985 Challenger, they had a school teacher who was one of the astronauts. And it was a big deal. And everyone was excited about it because it was kind of like the first civilian who was going to go, to the, go into space. And so our school was really excited about it. But I remember... That that night beforehand, when it went live on TV, they launched it, and uh, about, I think, three quarters, they hadn't gone into space yet, the whole uh, spaceship just exploded. And research shows that the reason why it exploded had something to do with, there was... Um, a couple issues with the preparation and some of the screws and the alignment of the area where the fuel tank was. And when they did further investigation, they realized that the engineering team hadn't ticked off on a couple of key criteria. They hadn't been faithful with the little things. And can I say this to you, that it's important that when we're launching to a new season, to understand to be faithful with things. Because God's not going to release the whole blueprint for the year. Let me say this to you. I am someone standing here before you who... Before I got that revelation, there'd been many times in my life when I hadn't been faithful with the little and I'd suffered the consequences. And I say this to you because I want you to know that if you're sitting here today and you're hearing me kind of repeatedly say how important it is in launching well into new season, 
to understand that what you receive in terms of instruction, Lord, to be faithful with it, because then he'll give you more. And then there's a commissioning and anointing and it starts to build momentum for the season. If you're sitting here today and the weight of the world or the weight of the previous season is heavy, because you haven't been faithful with a little and you know that there's been some disappointment and there's been frustration and doors have closed. Can I say this to you? When you're hearing fresh instruction this morning, don't let that be another heavy thing that condemns you. Because when I receive that, it's just about humbling your heart. When I receive that in that season of my life, I was hungry to to transition. I was hungry to grow. And can I tell you that when you get enough of that God inside of you, you know that uh, when you're faithful with things and God's going to break through for you, that even if you make a mistake or you step up, well, God will help you to, to get around that. He'll help you to navigate, navigate around those things. But you've got to make sure you stay on track with keeping your ear to the Lord and repenting before the Lord so that you continue with momentum throughout a season. So fuel is important. Launching out into the deep. When, you're sin- when Jesus said launching out into the deep, I think prophetically that's something also that I want to encourage us to take a hold of this morning. And I want to share this with you. <coughs> Faith is deeper than fear. So when we launch out in the, into the deep, when we actually seek God, when we actually spend time with the Lord, when we push some things aside in the next couple of weeks, It's about getting that fuel on the inside. Faith is deeper than fear. Hope is deeper than despair. As you get full of the things of God, it helps you and positions you to launch and to step out and to be faithful with those things that the Lord's about to release you into. Hope is deeper than despair. Love is deeper than hurt. If you've been hurt from some things from last year, can I say that the love of God is deeper than that hurt? It will help as you spend time with the Lord to prepare you. Forgiveness is deeper than bitterness. Joy is deeper than sorrow. Peace is deeper than a spirit of offense or offense. Giving is deeper than lack. Prosperity is deeper than poverty. It's about stepping in and going deep with the things of God. You know, there's a friend of ours, uh, a pastor here in Brisbane by the name of um, Chardon Lewis. And he wrote something on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And he wrote something on Facebook. You're right. You're allowed to be excited. That's okay. <laughs> he wrote something on Facebook this week, and I just want to read a portion of it because it really spoke to me as I was preparing for my message today. And he said this, Let's not live shallow where we find ourselves coming up for air in our own strength, but let's dive into the deep where his presence is thick and we are submerged in his will, completely surrendered. The water's surface is where the waves can be loud and manipulative, but in the depths is where the storm is suddenly calm and quiet, enabling us to hear his still, small voice. Who thinks that that's cool? What I love about that is it's about understanding that in this moment right now, as we're just starting a brand new year, God is calling us to launch into the deep, to go deep into his presence, go deep into his word, go deep in spending intimate time with the Lord, pushing aside those things, pushing aside the distractions, pushing, pushing aside some of the relationships that sometimes would distract us, pushing aside some of those things, even those things of entertainment that are a form of escape, i.e. video gaming, for example. You know, I know sometimes people get into that because it helps them to escape. Whatever it is, everyone's got all different things, right? I might be eating too much pizza, right? Watching Oprah on Facebook, whatever, okay? Pushing aside these things so we can go deeper. And why? Because when we go deeper, we can hear the Lord's voice. It helps us to actually go beyond the surface where all those things can become a distraction. And it helps us to be in a place of peace. It helps us to be in a place of clarity. It breaks off confusion. The Lord can give us instruction. And when the Lord gives us an instruction, what comes of that instruction is faith, a fresh fuel. He fills us up with supernatural power and anointing and enables us and positions us to 
actually be able to launch into a season. When we step out, we're faithful with that because we know that God's behind it. We know that we don't want to give it just our mediocrity, but we want to give it our complete excellence with Him backing up anything that we fall short in. Can I say to you in this season that the Lord is releasing new plans. He's releasing new insights. He's releasing dreams. He's releasing visions. He is releasing things in this time. And the Lord's saying to get those things, go deep, go deep, go deep into His presence, go deep into His Spirit, go deep into the Word, go deep into spending time with the Lord because then you'll be beyond the surface and you'll be able to grab a hold of the things, particularly the instruction. I hear this. The Lord's saying that do not underestimate the power of revelation. The revelation is a key to the kingdom of God, that it literally will unlock things in your life. And when the Lord releases revelation, revelation wins, the Lord reveals things to you. When the Lord speaks things to you, when you know the maker and creator of the universe speaks something of a word inside of your spirit and you know that he's for you, he know, you know that he has something for you, you know that, he, you know that he's going to release you into something. When you can actually come out of that place of the depths and back to the service, when you come back to the reality of life, when that revelation is on the inside of you, it helps you to stand strong, it helps you to step out, it helps you to launch by faith, it helps you to be activated. Therefore, because of that, you'll be faithful with that, you'll give it everything you can, you cast aside the distractions and you'll be able to actually break through even in the shorter time of the year being released and then the Lord can start to give you more and you can build up my momentum because then the Lord is going to say, now you've been faithful, you've come up from the depths, now you've activated that, you've launched, something's broken through, now go die deep again. Let's have some more time together. Let me reveal some more of the blueprint and God's going to give you more revelation and then you're going to come from that place of the depth, that what we call the secret place, from the glory realm, from the place where the God speaks to you intimately, where the devil cannot come, where the devil is actually his power and his hold upon you, his ability to speak into your life or try and whisper little distractions in your ear, that, in a, that ability of the devil is broken off when you go into the secret place. The enemy cannot go into the secret place. It's a place of protection. It's a place of intimacy. It's a place where uh, nothing, uh, no, uh, nothing can separate you from the love of God. And I'm telling you that the Lord is calling us into that place to go deep, to go into that place, to actually break off the sounds of the storms, to break off the intimidation of the winds. And the Lord says, as you keep diving deep and then you come back to the service and you'll launch again and then you'll keep diving deep. I hear the Lord saying this. This is a season for you to continuously and to consistently dive deep, says the Lord. Dive deep. I hear the Lord saying this. A part of all of that diving deep and being filled with that fuel to then position you to thrust forward, to launch, to step out. I want to read this scripture, Philippians 3, verse 12 to 14. Many of you are very familiar with it. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And that prize is victory. That prize is not only eternal life, but that prize also is generational blessing. It's about actually establishing the kingdom of God here on this earth. It's all different types of things. It could be that there are people in your world who you know you're called to witness to, to preach the gospel to and to bring them out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. It could be that you know that this year the Lord is uh, in challenging you and encouraging you that he wants to promote you in the workplace because then your territory financially but also influence the marketplace will go to the next level. Whatever that prize here is, we know that it all actually adds up and is related to eternity anyway because as we walk this earth, as we live these days here, we are representatives of Christ and we are ambassadors for his kingdom. So the Lord has different assignments and different appointments and different anointings for us. But the Lord's saying is to press forward, press forward towards the goal. But in order to do that, to prepare for that, to launch, we need to dive deep. I want to finish with this. I'm going to ask Pastor Jason to come. Let's encourage. Oh, look at a beautiful girl. Let's encourage Pastor Jason as he comes. So I want to finish with a couple of these keys in terms of what I believe <clears throat> the Lord is 
calling us into in terms of some promises this year. We know that in the Old Testament, there's a great story of the Israelites being in a place of bondage and slavery and Moses first delivering them and then Joshua taking over that leadership and helping them to transition into the promised land. See, right there, there's an example that it's not two-minute magic noodles. It takes seasonal revelation. It takes a revelation to know that your God is a generational God. And year upon year, upon year upon year, are layers of the ultimate blueprint that He has for your life. And even though I've talked quite repeatedly today about the importance about, about being faithful with a little, when you lead with that, it's important. But the good news is, even when sometimes you fall short and you aren't faithful with the little, God still can turn things around. Why? Because He loves you. And so what I know sets us up is not having the attitude, oh, you know what, God loves me. His grace is for me. He died for me. And so I just do whatever I want. Got a free ticket to heaven. Yeah, just muck around, have a bit of a party until the Lord takes me. See, that's not the attitude that Jesus wants us to have. He wants us to have an attitude, no, God, because you died for me and because you're a generational God. God, I want to excel for you. Lord, I want to go forward for you. Lord, I want to be a person of momentum for you. Lord, I want to be an ambassador of your grace and your kingdom. Lord, I want my life to give you glory. Lord, I want my life to influence other people. Not that, Lord, I want to be perfect, but, Lord, I want to be an example of your power in my life. I want to be an example of your transformation in my life. And so when you lead with that principle to be faithful with the little, what's cool is then by you actually having that revelation, then God actually partners with that and things start to really break through. But the cool thing is there's still a safety net like the acrobats of the circus, if you just miss grasping onto something and you start free-falling, the grace of God is our safety net. But the cool thing about the safety net, like the acrobats, is there's a spring to it. And even though we go down, it actually helps us to land safely. And it can actually be the springboard that can help us to relaunch. See, that's the attitude. It's like give everything we can with the grace of God rather than because of the grace of God. Whatever. And so we have a promised land. Our promised land, I believe, in 2016, I want to speak this over us as a church family. If you want to write some of these things down, go for it. I hear the Lord saying in 2016, as we get the blueprint and as we seek Him, that God is wanting to bring us into a greater place of influence. Can everyone say influence? See, God wanted to establish a nation that would influence others and He wants to move us into a place of positive influence of people around us. The second thing I hear in terms of the promises of the Lord for this year is contentment. Not comfortableness, but being content, being thankful for the things that the Lord has already done. One thing that I know personally used to be a curse in my life was never being content with anything. There was a breakthrough, and then I was straight on to the next thing. And I didn't learn early on to enjoy the goodness of what the Lord had done learning to continue to persevere and and go forward, but being content. So many people spend their entire lives striving and fighting, but never actually finding inner contentment. In fact, we call ourselves the nation of the Aussie battler. But battles shouldn't last forever. 
And at some point we need to take command and to win because God's called us to be overcomers. He's called us to be people of victory. Just because you win a battle doesn't mean there'll be another one. But we are called to win battles. In fact, Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation says He's coming back for His overcoming church. Battles shouldn't last forever. There may be struggles along the way, but we also need to find the contentment that comes with victory. Amen. The third promise that I want to speak over our church this year is legacy. When you look at, again, the Israelites, finally this nation could now hand down land, houses, possessions, culture, and faith. At last they were able to pass on a heritage for future generations. We have a heritage to give to others as well. The heritage of Christ. The heritage of eternal life. The heritage of abundance on the inside. Next one is destiny. God wants us to live with a daily sense of destiny, a place where we know our lives caught, count, sorry, for something worthwhile. Wherever you are in your journey, God knows your situation as it works, setting you up for a great future. I want everyone to say, I've got a great destiny. I want everyone to say that tomorrow is a part of my destiny. And then my choices the next day are part of my destiny. And then choices next week are part of my destiny. I want everyone to say the word identity. When you're a slave, you are denied your own identity, but God wants us to find our true identity in Him. I hear the Lord say this. This year... People are going to come into greater understanding of who they are. And I hear the Lord say this, there are going to be some things that will just fall away. There are going to be some relational tension that will just fall away because you'll know who you are. And you'll know not to bother with that. And you'll know where to invest. I hear the Lord say this, take stock of what your values are, what's most important to you. Take stock of when you're in your in and when you see the future days ahead, I'm talking right to the end of your life, and you see yourself on your deathbed, what's going to be most important to you? And link that back to your identity now, your values. I hear the Lord saying this, that He's breaking off distractions. He's breaking off worldly distractions. He's breaking off even distractions of other people that would try and get you to get involved in something and get involved in other things. They would try and distract you or get you off track. I hear the Lord saying that He's refining our focus because He's strengthening our identity. Can everyone say community? Community is another thing that I believe that God is wanting us to step into, to launch more into this year. And I've already seen some great things that God's been doing in 2015, but I hear the Lord say this. That as your identity in God strengthens, your ability to build community around you will also strengthen. And I hear the Lord say this, that it will start with your family. That as you strengthen your own identity in God, it will bless your family and you'll be a builder of community. And the last one I hear is abundance. You know, when you look at the Israelites, they came into a, a land, they came into a territory, they launched into a place of abundance. And again, when we talk about abundance... We don't just superficially think about our bank account. We talk about the fullness of the fruit of spirit in our life, the fullness of relationships. And so as we come to this word, this first service of launching, I want to encourage you with these two primary pillars of this word this morning. That the Lord is asking you to seek Him, to be fueled up, filled with faith, to dive deep, to actually receive revelation of what He has for you this year so that you can be positioned to then thrust forward, to launch forward into those things. Why don't we stand this morning? Father, I thank You, Lord, for this first service of 2016. And Father, I thank You, Lord, for the atmosphere and the anointing here in this place. And I pray right now, God, Lord, for You to release a desire, Lord, and an expectation, Father, Lord, for us to seek You and for us to knock at that door. And we thank You, Lord, for a great year ahead and we thank you Lord for a great season and we just pray right now and we prophesy Lord your blessing 
and your abundance, Lord. Lord, we prophesy a strengthening of identity and community, Lord. Lord, we prophesy, Father, over your people this morning, legacy. We prophesy contentment. We prophesy influence. Father, we thank you, Lord, for destiny. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for a strengthening, Lord, of your people right now. Lord, enable us and position us, Father. We declare over our church family, Lord, let this be a season. Lord, particularly this month of January, let it be a season when we're launching into the deep. And Father, Lord, we're going to dive deep. And we thank you, Lord. Lord, as we dive deep into the rivers of flowing water, we thank you, Lord. Lord, that you're going to meet with us. And Lord, we're going to drink. And we're going to be drinking. And Lord, and Lord, we've been thirsty. Lord, you're going to quench that thirst. Lord, you're going to fill us up. Lord, you're going to refresh us. And you're going to fill us, oh God. And we thank you, Lord, for a release of revelation, revelation, revelation of plans and purposes and goals and dreams and vision and revelation of our identity and revelation of what you have for this year. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the key of the kingdom. Lord, release revelation, release revelation, release revelation. Father, open ears, open eyes, open hearts, open minds. Lord, open us up to the things of God. Lord, we declare an opening and open the way, open the doors, open up, oh God. Lord, open up the river, open up the lake, open up the waters, open up the spirit realm, open up the heavens, open up your heart, oh God, open up, open up, open up your mouth, oh God, and speak like a trumpet into your people, oh God, Lord, release a word of victory, release a word of plans and insights, Father, we thank you right now that you're going to impart a strengthening word of revelation into our lives as we seek you and as we dive deep in this season, and we're going to launch with you, Lord. We're going to launch with you, Jesus, right with us by our side. And Lord, when you are with us, who can be against us? When we launch with you, God, we cannot fail. Lord, with you, with you, nothing is impossible. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to launch us well in 2016. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said amen. Let's give God another huge clap offering. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.